0: otherwise now it's time for the mix so we have started basketball M- March, March Madness, Madness yes. the, rest of the world calls March Madness uh-huh. Arizona coach Sean Miller sweating up a storm in the first round of March Madness mashup and apparently oh. there he is sweating right through that shirt apparently he's known wow. for his sweating oh is he but there were lots of memes on Twitter last night <laughs> all based this is
1: what he's gonna Welcome to Beers and Buckets, the podcast for degenerates like us who love basketball and drinking beer. We are part of the the Basketball Podcast Network, where you can get the latest on all your favorite teams and what is happening around the NBA and NCAA. I'm your host, Connor Caldwell, and as always, I'm joined by Dal Harmon. Dal, what's going on, man?
0: Oh, you know, another day. Uh, living the dream. I don't know. I don't really have much. Uh, what about you? I like your hat.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, went went with the uh, went with the magic hat tonight. Wearing the the UCF shirt tonight, so a little Orlando theme here tonight. But uh, I mean, nothing nothing crazy. Had a nice relaxing Sunday of watching twelve hours of football uh, and playing some Madden and just chilling. You know, all, no, all I mean, the good you, stuff. You spent actual hard earned dollars on Madden. Uh, well, I went in with three of my friends on it, so that way we could have the newest rosters. So yeah, we we <sighs> bought a roster update, but um, okay. yeah, because oh. we always play each other, so we, we just play in person. So uh, it's, instead of paying sixty bucks, I paid twenty bucks. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, um, that's so that's what, that's what we did. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it was fun. I can't get enough of the football. The football rush of the first couple weeks of the year. And makes me kind of sad that we don't have a college football podcast. I mean, we could start one, but it's a lot of work. And we don't really <laughs> have a lot of time. Our own, like, we could do that. Yeah, we could do it. It's just like, we don't have the time. Uh, and I really like what we're doing here with Beers and Buckets, which we got a great episode planned for you guys tonight. So well, we're not going to waste any more time. It's time for the beer review. Dal, what are you drinking? Um,
0: ooh, we got good. Uh, Decided to go with a Lexington Brewery, especially considering the, like, location of your brewery later. Uh, decided to go with a Lexington Brewery. This is uh, Cougar Bait, which is uh, Country Boy Brewing's, I feel like it's their signature beer. Uh, it a Shotgun Wedding, probably. Um, anyways, it's like their, their blonde ale, uh, so it's pretty light. Let me see. I didn't, I should have prepped this more um oh there you go 4.9 abv uh me i
1: mean incredibly crushable it i
0: like think leans more to the ale side than the blonde side there's just like a little bit of like a hint of a taste there but it's super light, super smooth. This is a really good beer. I mean, I've had it before, so it's not that I'm trying something new actually for the first time, but this beer is very good. Highly Sounds recommend
1: good. It. What are you uh, comparing it to? Um,
0: I don't know, as always, you go ahead and I'll think of it. Cause I never think of that. All the
1: time. Sounds good. Uh, I'm going with Florida slush. Uh, it is from Swamphead Brewery, which is in Gainesville, Florida, uh, home of the Florida Gators where they took an L Saturday night to our Kentucky Wildcats. And we know Scott Clark from Courtside Connect is punching air when <laughs> there was a pick six because he said our secondary was doo-doo. And clearly not. So uh, Anthony Richardson did not have a touchdown, and it was great to see Um yeah, all around, just just exciting game. Uh, that back a little back and forth there, but glad we came out on top, obviously. But anyways, this is a Berliner Berliner Weisse, and it's like a fruited one. Um, the can is really cool. It's kind of hard to tell, but like there's just like different shapes and stuff. And like yeah, it's cool. supposed to be like a like a slushy type taste. Seven uh, percent uh, ABV, zero IBUs, and Untapped has it around three point eight one. So Kind of the middle of the pack where Untapped kind of keeps all the beers that we review. So let's yeah, give it a shot. Pretty good. Um, I mean, I can see why it's called the Slush. It's definitely got that, like, it's kind of a sweeter beer. Um, it's not so much like, it, it's not like a Hefeweizen or anything like that. It's not super heavy. I wouldn't say it's crushable, though, because it's too it's almost too sweet to be crushable for a beer but there's still that beer flavor to it. It's definitely like a sour more than uh anything, but not going to make your eyes water or twitch or anything kind of sour. So I recommend it. Um kind of reminds me of basically like what Kansas Kansas football this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kansas football this year because like you never heard of this and you don't care about it and kansas sucks but this year they did a little bit better so we'll see um but so far yeah
0: i and they wore their sick uh they have like red jersey or red pants uh red helmets in their win against west virginia this weekend yeah i was with a couple of people that are from west virginia so we ended up Flipping back and forth, I actually missed both of the the long snapper snafus. Uh, sna- uh. Snafus. Snafus. <laughs> uh, uh, I missed both of them because we had switched back to the Kansas-West Virginia game. And I was like, guys, we are not switching back to the Kansas-West Virginia game <laughs> when the long snapper is on the field. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that game was actually pretty fun. The, yeah. the Kansas-UK the game was obviously very fun, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, but I'm going to, oh,
0: oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was saying, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my Kansas football comparison here. We don't know what it <laughs> has in store for us for the rest of the season, but right now it's like, you kind of enjoy it. You'll, you'll tune in for a game, which you wouldn't have done before. So,
0: sure. Um, I am going to compare mine to Houston basketball. Really, really good. Uh, kind of underrated, honestly, too. Uh, I feel like that Houston has been really, really, I mean, they've been like one of the best programs over the last three or four years. And I feel like that when you're, if you're looking at a list and seeing their ranking, you would obviously see that. But if you're just kind of thinking off the top of the top of your head, like if like who the best teams are over the last few years, I feel like you wouldn't necessarily think Houston right off the bat. So um, I'll go with
1: that. Sounds good. So, the NFL's opening weekend was action-packed, and it's just getting started. So, like, how many ties do we get in the 1 o'clock slate? Like, or how many overtimes we get? And a tie, which an NFL game should never end in a tie. But I digress. Uh, get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can, can bet just $500 or $5, sorry, $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. So you bet $5 and you can get $200 in free bets instantly. So if you want more action, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings and early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Let me repeat that. It's very simple. This Sunday, you bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly even if your team ends up losing. So your team just got has to get up 10. So Falcons fans, you you got this. You absolutely got this. <laughs> So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Dal. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of, um, a lot of audio books. What, what have you been listening to lately?
0: Um, I think there's a ton of coverage on House of the Dragon, which I've been trying to listen to. Actually, I actually haven't seen last week's episode.
1: I haven't I heard. either yet, so no spoilers. I, I heard <laughs> it,
0: it is, uh, it's an interesting episode is, yeah? Uh, what I, from what I've seen, uh, but there's a bunch of stuff I've been listening to for that, and the uh, Lord of the Rings show, Rings of Power.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, haven't, a bunch of that. I haven't caught up on that yet, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of audio books. I've been listening to Jeanette McCurdy's like book. Um, I wish my, M- or I'm glad my mother died. I think is what it's called, or glad my mother is dead. Um, pretty interesting, pretty funny so far, but. It's been great, and one of the reasons it's been a great listen to is because I use the Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. So Raycon's were everyday earbuds look and feel and sound better than ever. Uh used to be an AirPods guy, but these are actually pretty good. Really like them a lot. With optimized gel tips uh, for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds uh, are so comfortable, and they don't budge, like, at all. Trust me, they don't. Um, So it gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Um, Raycons are priced just right. You get the quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons' everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. Uh, Some of the cool features, I think, like the awareness mode is pretty cool. So it kind of senses what... Your surroundings are and and what you're doing on your phone and things, so pretty interesting. And then obviously noise isolation. So haven't used them on an airplane yet, but it'll be interested to see how what, how well that works because that's one of my gripes about just any earbuds is just how uh, you know it's hard to get that noise isolation out, especially on an airplane. Obviously. So um, when do you when do you kind of listen to your stuff? But for me, it's during the day uh, when I'm working, even in the office. Um, but also, you know, I, I've lately I've been taking them on to the grocery stores and when I'm doing my grocery shopping and obviously I take them out when I go to check out. But, you know, it's just it's so much nicer than just hearing gotta, whatever grocery store music go, there is.
0: You got to go one ear uh, mm-hmm. in the grocery store. That's what I do so that you're not you can still like, talk to people. You can still interact.
1: No, I don't want to talk to anybody.
0: <laughs> well, like, yeah, but like sometimes <laughs> just, you have to.
1: No, yeah, no, I take I take it out. Yeah. Yeah, I take it out for sure. But okay, so go to buyraycon.com. That's buyraycon.com today and use code TBPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. That's buyraycon.com, code TBPN15. All right, so during the college basketball season, we've been, or off season, sorry. I'm going to redo that. <laughs> during the college basketball off season, we've been breaking down, either by ourselves or with a guest that is knowledgeable about a certain team, the top 25 teams from last season, team by team, and previewing them for the upcoming season. We'll talk about roster movements, staff changes, and other impactful events for each team. So this week's team is the Arizona Wildcats. Hashtag beer down hashtag bear down can we before we move on to anything about this team why is there hashtag bear down
0: this is this is the same as war eagle and uh like them being the tigers like this makes it makes no sense
1: it makes no sense at all like i don't get it and i went to arizona this summer and i asked people and i did not get an answer. And that's the first, at least like Air, our Auburn people will BS you and tell you, like, oh, yeah, this is why and whatever. They don't do anything for us with Arizona. So I don't get it. But oh, well. I don't know. Man. Yeah. Hashtag beer down. Uh, last last yeah. season for Arizona, they went 33 and 4, 18 and 12 in the Pac 12. So they finished first, obviously, in the Pac 12, finished second in the AP Top 25 and fifth in Ken Palm. They were a dang good team, man. Like, just they were a dang good massive,
0: team. Massive team.
1: Yeah, I mean, huge, but they had shooting. Let's talk about some of the departing players. And You guys know how I feel about Bennett, Benedict Matherin. Let's talk about some of the departing players, though. Doubt, like, w- break this team down of who's leaving um, and why it's it's a big loss for some of these guys.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned Matherin. He got drafted by the Pacers, I think, sixth, right? He should be yeah. a perfect fit next to Tyrese Halliburton. That's a hell of a backcourt. Yeah. Um, you got Christian Coloco, who like essentially didn't shoot threes his entire career and then went <laughs> to the combine and absolutely balled from three and then got drafted by the Raptors in the most Raptor pick of all time. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: he should be really good. He was their starting center. Uh, we got Dalen Terry, their point guard, got drafted by the Bulls, I think, in the second round, uh, maybe the very end of the first round. I know he was kind of like a draft darling as well. Yeah. Um, point guard so losing their starting point guard and shooting guard with him and matherin as well as their starting five um you got justin keir who graduated you also had kim aiken who transferred to new mexico state and shane Nowell who transferred to unlv um Kier was like a six six three and two guy, seven three and two guy um like a role player uh for them so Actually, I think he ended up starting some at the point guard, um, more so because they kind of would play actually Daylon Terry more at the three. So yeah. he at least was he was a starter level player, even though he only really started um, like six games last year. And then Kim Bacon Jr., like I said, he was like five three and two. So he he'll be like missed as a depth piece, but not missed like a ton overall.
1: Not a lot of production coming for him, but the the big 3 that are leaving is Matherin, Coloco and Terry and that's going to be really hard to replace. I mean, those were the guys that get you finishing first in the Pac-12 and finishing second in the AP top top 25 and you know it's just going to be tough. So, um I mean, we know we know their impact was felt, but there's a couple of re- there's a few returning players that um, we're we're near double digit averaging double digits in scoring. Uh, one of those is Azulas Tub Tubelis. Um he averaged thirteen point nine, so almost fourteen points a game and six rebounds. So uh out of the four positions. So getting him back is huge. And then Kerr Kreisha is is another one that's almost almost ten points a game. Um also weird that he wore Kerr on the back of it, like on his name, like his name on the his first name was on the back of his jersey. Uh, never understood that. I didn't know if it's like for Steve Kerr or something, or if it's maybe something from where he's from, where they, you know, like they they use their first names as their last names. I don't I don't get it. Uh, but that he was he's a solid returning player. And then they got uh, a couple couple other players is Umar Balo coming back. He averaged almost seven points per game as Umar a center. Yeah, and then Pella Larson as a shooting guard averaged seven points. So. Adding a lot of guys that were probably death pieces, but who knows? Maybe they took that next step this summer this summer, this offseason, and they, they're they being a little bit more productive. It's hard to tell. Um, but they have a couple of guys coming in that you should be excited about. Tell us the – give us an idea of who's coming in from this team, Del. Wait,
0: are we doing that, or do we want to talk about returning players first?
1: Uh, I mean, we kind of did returning players, but we could keep going.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I guess I was just gonna say, uh, so I mentioned earlier they were huge. They I think they had like the fifth best two point percentage and the second best two point defense last year. And a lot of that is because of Coloco being so big, but yeah uh Azulus Tabulis is I think six. Ten or six eleven and Umar Balo is seven foot. So even after losing Coloco, they're starting five, they'll still have a ton of size.
1: Well, and they uh, have somebody coming in too. Dylan Anderson's a seven footer as well. So
0: Yep. So um yeah, don't expect that size to go anywhere if you watched Arizona last year and kind of fell in love with the Twin Towers look like uh like I did.
1: Well, and and if you think about it, Lloyd is one of those coach like Coach Lloyd there. Came from Gonzaga before, right? So he probably fell in love with that, with, you know, with what Scott Drew or um Scott. Oh, wow. Mark Few, not Scott Drew. Mark Few. Oh, there we go. Uh, Mark Few is doing there. And then, I mean, obviously, like, he he didn't coach the um, the um Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren team, but he probably helped recruited Chet Holmgren to... Uh to Gonzaga if I had to guess so he probably had a vision for it and I guarantee you know Tommy Lloyd there wants to keep that same vision like a lot of size um a lot of big men that could maybe spread the floor spread the floor a little bit so um yeah I mean and there's another name I forgot we mentioned for the returning didn't really do anything was Adama Ball um so we'll see. Yeah, he only yeah. average like one point five points a game. So, uh, out of the guard or forward kind of position. So hybrid there. But if you guys remember, Matherin not saying this for Adama, but uh, Matherin was you know wasn't a, a diaper dandy. He wasn't a, a freshman last year. He was at Arizona before. So yeah. yeah, he's a sophomore. So be don't be too surprised if you see production coming from these sophomores or juniors, be, just because it takes some time and and we'll see what Tommy Lloyd does there. So. Um, let's talk about the incoming players. We mentioned his name, Dylan Anderson, coming from Gilbert, Arizona. So playing for his home state here, uh, he's ranked 112th. He averaged 13 points and 11 rebounds and 1.9 blocks per game. Uh, he's a seven-footer, so kind of a bigger name coming in for them. What are some of these other guys? I'm not too. I'm not too sure of of some of these other guys. What do you have? What do you know about them?
0: Um, I know. So we talked earlier about Kerr. Uh, Kirk Risa, who is from Estonia. They have another Estonian player coming in, Henry Visar, um, who is a big six ten big from Estonia. So, I mean, I am not super tuned into the Estonian yeah, uh, no. <laughs> the Estonian Prep League. So uh, I'm not hundred percent sure on what his what his deal is. They also have um uh Philip Borovicinen who is a wing from Serbia. Again, I'm not super tuned in <laughs> on the international basketball circuit. So not hundred percent sure on him, but he's a six, eight small forward. That's coming in. Um, he's listed at 180, So probably going to need to physically develop a little bit. Um, but I mean, I think again, just coming back to the fact that they have so much size here. We've already listed three guys at seven foot, six, 10 and six, eight. Um, Reese is like six three. Uh, they have, I mean, they're just kind of a ton of size again, which has kind of been a, a hallmark of them. And the they brought in two transfers, Courtney Ramey and Kylan Boswell, or no, Courtney Ramey and Cedric Henderson. Cedric Henderson, a wing from Campbell, who's like six six small forward. Courtney Ramey is a six three point guard that is transferring in from Texas. He's probably my favorite addition that they made in the offseason. But again, just like Adding to that size, they're not gonna they're not gonna be playing anyone that's under six three.
1: Um, yeah. Like, Cedric Henderson Duke. actually played Duke pretty well this past season. I mean, Campbell played Duke really well <laughs> as a whole. I think Cedric Henderson was the one that was kind of leading the charge there, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, has has some experience playing against some bigger name schools. Would be nice to get him on a bigger name school like they got. So, uh, we'll see what he could do there. And then the last uh, last addition they're making is uh, Kylan Boswell from. Uh, Arizona – or from Arizona Compass Prep, Um, he's ranked 31st in the nation. So uh, good guard there. Um, Should be – do you think he takes, like, the lead guard role, or do you think that's something he goes – kind of grows into since they have some guys returning that can – that knows the system and can play lead guard, especially early?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see kind of – my guess is that he – I feel like that it's uh, like combination of him and Pella Larson, who are kind of competing for the other guard spot alongside uh, Kirk Rissa. So, mm. Oh shoot, they have Courtney Ramey too. No, he's probably yeah. the third guard. I, I would guess in that uh, with Rissa and Ramey being the the starting one and two. You that way. I mean, again, I feel like that is a broken record, kind of saying this, but. I I like being able to let the freshman come off the bench so they don't have the pressure on them. So let him be the third guard, that kind of come in, be the scoring punch there, um, and let those other two guys kind of run the the ship to start.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like it. So um, we talked about all the players, the roster movement. I don't think there was a whole lot of off-season drama for them, coaching changes, and really didn't get an idea of what their foreign trips look like, to be honest with you, when I looked it up. Um, so let me ask you this, where do you see this team kind of, where do they, where do they fall in terms of PAC 12 rankings and then kind of in the grand scheme of college basketball, where do you think they start? Where do you think they kind of end from what you can tell? Obviously there's injuries and things like that, that factor into it, but we, we just get an idea of this.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, Oregon will probably be better than they were last year. I think they're still just a clear one-two with them in UCLA, especially them getting back Hamey Hawkins. I know that, uh, I think it was the Ion College Basketball Podcast, the CBS uh, podcast they were talking about. Yeah. They did a big, uh, like, one of those anonymous coaches polls where they got people to vote in. Uh, polls a little flawed considering that the reigning player of the year uh, didn't get the most votes for (laughs) who we think is going to win player of the year uh, this year, which seems kind of questionable. But the uh, one person that I noticed that they said got a couple of votes was Jamie Hawkins. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are expecting a big year out of him. So I would guess that it's Arizona and UCLA in the one, two spot again with probably Oregon coming up in third. But I mean, I think picking Arizona to, not win the big or the not win the Pac-12 is like picking Kansas at this point to not win the big 12. And it's like, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. So (laughs) I have them probably in like the 12 to 15 range would be my guess, maybe 10 to 15 range overall and winning the Pac-12.
1: Yeah. I I actually have them. I have them at finishing second in the Pac-12 and I have them, probably in the 2023 20, range to start and, uh, well, and to finish too, to be honest with you. I just think I, I, just, it's a lot of production that they're replacing out of with Coloco and leaving and Terry leaving. And uh, those are three NBA guys that are going to get actual NBA minutes this year. So um, it's just, it's, there's a lot of production to replace. And I think, I think what was the nice thing about Lloyd being his first year there was the first or second year last year. First year, right? Um, Either way, it's relatively new. So when when you get a, a newer yeah, sure. coach in there, first year, yeah. So with his first year there, you don't have an idea of what they want to do, how he wants to run his offense and defense. And so you're able to catch teams by surprise. And then also just the sheer talent, that, like I said, that they had with those three guys. So I think, I think it'll be a little bit of a sophomore slump for Lloyd, but not too bad. I mean, they're, I still have them finishing second in the PAC 12 and, and, you know, like let's say in 20 to 23 and, you know, in college basketball overall uh, most, most teams would take that in a heartbeat. So um, I, I think it, I think it'd be good for them just to be around there. And also I'm not super high in Courtney Ramey. So that, that isn't, that is a, 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 not a flaw, but that is you know one of those asterisks there that makes that prop brought me true. down a little bit. So
0: I, I yeah, I think I'm a little bit higher on him than than you are. Um, I will also just say, even if you do expect them to take a step back, they won the Pac-12 by three games last year. Yeah, they, did. they were 18 and two, and UCLA was 15 and five. So they could even take a step back and still <laughs> and still clear the the rest yeah, of the pack.
1: That's true, but also at the same time, when I mean, we did the UCLA preview. Uh, episode, we talked about how UCLA kind of got the benefit of over over performing or outperforming their their expectations the year before, and so they were kind of hyped up for this past year when they really shouldn't have been. So it, it's you know it's tough, but um, let's talk about the all-time Arizona starting five and six man though. So we have uh, to. This is I don't want to do this. This is hard. <laughs> we have to do it. We have to do it. Let's not go into order, though. Let's go in order of who we think. Like, when you think Arizona basketball, who do you think first? And I I don't know. For right. me, I'll go ahead and say it. For me, it's, it's Iggy. It's Andre Iguodala. Um, but that's that could be a flawed statement. I don't know. Who do you think should go first?
0: I'm going to go uh, a Magic Homer pick, and Aaron Gordon is the first person I think of.
1: What? That's wild. So, I mean, we could do that. And we could put a, Iggy at the three and, and Aaron Gordon at the four. Let's uh, do that. Okay, I'm down. Really
0: the where we get in where we're gonna get into trouble is there's just so many guards that I have to pick from. Uh but the the pickings for their uh their big men aren't nearly
1: as yeah. It's it's pretty tight. I mean like you if you go there's probably better guys to go with it, but at the same time like I mean it's just it's so tough because they're so guard and like wing heavy, you know. Um yeah. So like are we really going to put DeAndre in the top 5 for Arizona players especially when they finished what he finished like if they got bumped in the second round with him,
0: you know? So the only reason that I am down to put him there, and it's the same reason why I think that I'm happy putting Aaron Gordon here too, is those two guys are the highest-rated recruits
1: Arizona has ever gotten. Yeah. They also paid for him, but yeah. Business <laughs> maybe. Everybody's cheating. It's just if you got caught, and they just – he got caught. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now let's let's do Iguodala at the three, Aaron Gordon at the four, and then we'll do Ayton at the five. So now we have to pick a shooting guard, a point guard, and a six man. It's just not easy to do, not easy at all. Um, all right, let's let's go with the point guard. Let's pick our point guard first. Who who we thinking here? Uh, I mean. Wait, wait a second. Where did Jason Kidd go to school? Cal. Oh, that's right. Duh. Um, I feel like Mike Bibby has to be the pick. You think Mike Mike Bibby? Huh. I, I have Jason Terry. But, well, the the, the thing about Terry is he can play both the, the two, one and two. Let's go with Mike Bibby. He's a pure point guard. Mike Buffy, I, I as like we that, call him now.
0: I don't associate Jason Terry with Arizona.
1: Fair enough. Okay, so if we're doing that, then I get to pick. I get the pick of the shooting guard here. I'm going Gilbert Arenas with our, with our shooting wanna, guard. The
0: shooting guard, that's a that's a pun right there. Yeah. That's a double
1: entendre. Bad. Bad Dow, bad.
0: (laughs) I didn't. I'm not the one that did it. (laughs) I I, I like. I like to go with
1: Arena's pick, though. Okay, and then to wrap things up, who's our sixth man?
0: All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna petition for us adding a seventh man here and making Steve Kerr our player coach uh, because. I think Richard Jefferson has to be the pick
1: yes. Here. Yes, I I wanted to pick Richard Jefferson just so I can make a TikTok of it and tag him in it and see if he responds. So yeah. yes. So Richard Jefferson Steve. is our sixth man, and Steve Kerr is our player coach, seventh man, um, I guess. We're
0: leaving so many people out though. This
1: is wild. <laughs> it is. I mean, you got Laurie Markkinen, um, Shanning Fry, Derek Williams, uh, Damon Sadamari. TJ McConnell, Luke Walton, like, there's so many players that, and Luke Walton's not, like, that crazy of a pick, but he was pretty decent and and um, As a college, college player, yeah. Yeah, and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, pretty Sean pretty decent Elliott, player.
0: Elliott from the, Stanley like,
1: Johnson. From God, man, they have so much talent that came out of... Some pretty good players overall. And not even mentioning the guys that just left in the draft. Like we don't know where we'll end up naming Ben Matherin or Coloco or Terry, you know, when all is said and done. Yeah. But but God, Ben Matherin was so fun to watch this year. I would love to put him in this top five eventually. Uh for what he did at Arizona. Um, so yeah. It's been pretty pretty crazy. Pretty pretty crazy top top starting five and six man. So we got at the point guard, Mike Bibby. Shooting guard Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas, uh, small forward Andre Ugadala, power forward Aaron Gordon, uh, center DeAndre Ayton, and uh, 6 man Richard Jefferson. And then our player coach is Steve Kerr. Yeah, that's wild, bro. That is wild.
0: That's that's one of the better teams we put together. I feel like that, it
1: is that no, that rivals the UConn team that we, we UConn's still the best team
0: that we have done. Yeah,
1: we technically didn't do a yeah, Kentucky games. one. So UCLA is pretty good. UCLA is pretty good too. So rivals, it's up there. It's in that tier of, of teams for sure. So I like it. I like it. So all right, man, it's last call. What do you got for us tonight? Um, I
0: wanted to shout out. Uh, when, so whenever you did the ad read for what you've been listening to, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Ringer podcasts. That's what I listen to often. Uh, but one of their their staff writers, podcasters, Jonathan Sharks, passed away from cancer. Uh, was an incredible person to listen to talk about basketball. Um, he was on all lot of their like uh, NBA draft kind of coverage. Um, did a podcast with John, uh, with Jay man actually. That was that was really good. Um, was just an incredible. Seemed like an incredible person. I didn't know him personally, but definitely had been following his work since he got to the ringer. Um, and they've been doing a ton of just like super heartfelt tributes to him. So just wanted yeah. to. Just shout out sharks, um, gone too soon. And, uh, yeah, I just want to pay a little tribute to, to one of the, the better people in basketball media over the last however many years.
1: Definitely. Yeah. I was listening to the ringer fantasy football podcast and heard that. Uh, so that was, that was tough to hear, uh, listen to him a couple of times as well. Um, yeah, uh, for me, my last call is if you guys can think about it, if you're praying type, just positive thoughts and and things like that. I know we're in it kind of on a somber note here, but just be thinking of my dad. Uh, he's been he's been struggling uh, with back pain and he also he's been struggling with um he, he has cancer. So, uh, you know, like not sure what what is the future is looking like as far as treatment, things like that is still kind of up in the air because it changes from time to time, but just be thinking about it. Send, get, send positive thoughts to his way or uh, send prayers for him. His name is Dillard. So be, be praying for him, thinking about him and uh, we appreciate it. And yeah. And then also just like, man, I love football and having, having a great time here. Uh, didn't get a, the win for Ankle the other night, but uh, we have a team that we could definitely be competitive with and, and uh, and beat this week, so I hope that that goes our way. And if you are looking to spend some money, we have a, a, a fundraiser that we've been doing. We're almost to five thousand dollars, which you know that doesn't go a long way with a football program. So um, if you guys can, if you want to you want to donate, just DM me for the link. That'd be great. We appreciate the support. But yeah, uh, this has been a fun episode, Dal. Um, you know, it's even more fun Instagram and TikTok. So if you go follow <laughs> us at uh, At beers and buckets pod, that'd be great. And uh, Dow's mom doesn't listen to our podcast enough, apparently, because she didn't know we were on YouTube, which we've been on YouTube for a couple of weeks now. She so. just
0: doesn't listen to me. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> well, we did talk about. She gave us great notes for last week's episode, and she yeah. had even mentioned that she wants to come on the podcast. So we will at one point be uh, getting a Dow's mom appearance on the podcast. And uh, I'll I will try to convince my mom to come on that episode as well. So yeah, we, we uh, that,
0: can do a Mother's Day. We can do a Mother's Day episode.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Long long enough time away where they can start planning <laughs> out what they want to talk about. So, um, nice. yeah. all right, like, rate, leave a review, and share this episode. Go check out the Basketball Podcast Network on Twitter for more shows like this one. Dal, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Had it some good beer tonight. And uh glad sure. we were able to talk about a really good basketball team this this past season and kind of preview this upcoming season. so who do we yeah. who do we have up next? It's the last team of the top 25 who do you think it is? mm is it Gonzaga? It is Gonzaga. so we're gonna we're Ooh. gonna try and find a guest for this one. Maybe Guess we get that time. maybe we get that one dude that has made a it's been an absolute menace on Twitter and just to talk crap to him that might be fun. no, I don't know. I'm going back that, and forth a, on that.
0: That's a that's a a space in Twitter that like I don't I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I have no idea who
0: you're talking about, and I'm so
1: happy that I don't know. Is <laughs> Josh Lanky or whatever? I forget his name, but we'll we'll find a, a guest for next week. It's the number one team. We got to get a guest on, so we'll find a guest mm-hmm. for Gonzaga, and uh, we'll we'll make sure that we have a, a good episode planned for you guys next week. And, yeah, so that's the bottom line because Connor said so. You guys have a fantastic week. Stay safe, have fun, watch football, and, yeah, take care. Uniques.